Welcome back to Brazil Crypto Report. Today I'm joined by Fabio Plain, who's Managing Director for the Americas at Coinbase. We discuss Coinbase's international expansion efforts, its 2024 go-to-market strategy in Brazil, and its engagement on regulatory matters in the country. All right, so we are here with Fabio Plain, who's the Managing Director for the Americas at Coinbase. Fabio, it's really great to see you again and great to have you on the show. Aaron, thanks so much for having me. Excited for the conversation I had. Amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited for this conversation uh, about Coinbase's expansion and go-to-market efforts in Brazil. Uh, obviously, you're kind of one of the, the giants of the industry and um, you know, just Coinbase making an investment into Brazil, is, I think, is a really uh, positive sign for the industry here. So to get started, we'd love for you to just give us a quick introduction to yourself and your professional background and, and kind of how you found yourself in this current uh, role at Coinbase. Oh, awesome. So I have um, uh, some sort of a longer experience uh, working with global tech companies here in Brazil. Uh, I was part of the team that launched and expanded Uber uh, in Brazil, and uh, I was there for five years. Uh, which was like a, a great experience and also something that uh, was so, sort of meaningful as well to see the impact that technology can have uh, in Brazil. And that was something, a, a source of inspiration to me. After that, I, then I joined the, the fintech world. I was part of the team in PicPay, building a new business unit there for some time. Uh, but but again, getting this a uh, little bit more understanding of the financial world, I uh, got much more excited also about the potential of crypto. Uh, in terms of uh, really impacting and bringing uh, innovation uh, to the financial system and also to impacting positive people's life. So that's why I really decided back in 2021, early 2022, that crypto would be the technology that is like to be involved in, in terms of being the, in the frontier of technology and industry with the potential really to, to change uh, how we live uh, in the coming decades. And so that's why I was so excited about the industry and uh, and more excited about Coinbase within that sort of industry, being the company that has this ambition really to improve people's life, bringing more economic freedom to the world uh, throughout crypto, right? So I think that was why I, I got here. And currently my role uh, is pretty much, as you said, right, to, to be responsible for the what you call the Americas region. This goes from Canada into South America, not including the US, so I think a diverse set of countries that um, that we are involved in covering. And uh, yeah, so we can explore further. But but right now, I think we have uh, a stronger presence here in Brazil, uh, which we launched last year. And we also launched our operations in Canada uh, later in 2023. So excited also with the opportunities to, to further strengthen our, our presence uh, in the region uh, this year. Um, you know, Coinbase, I don't think it needs any like introduction. Um, I mean, I think anybody who's listening to this probably knows very well what Coinbase is and, and just what you've achieved. Uh, but we'd love to talk a bit more about uh, kind of your positioning here in Brazil specifically. And I know it's been, you know, maybe a year or so since you officially launched. I think it was like last February or March when you officially launched here. You're kind of laying low during the bear market, kind of just building things up and getting things in place. Uh, and then now that the market appears to be changing for the better, uh, hopefully, uh, it looks like you guys are, are are ramping up here as well. So we'd, we'd love to get your uh, kind of what's the, the current state of, of your your operations here. No, totally. So as you said, we launched uh, Coinbase uh, main app, retail app in Brazil, uh, March last year. So our main 
go and what happened uh, during our launch is that we brought to Brazil the same app and experience that made us the, the number one uh, crypto exchange in the US. Uh, so the same sort of 250 assets, products like staking, stable coins with rewards as USDC uh, and, and all the integrations also that we have with our wallet, uh, Coinbase wallet as well. So that was pretty much what we brought together with the localization needed, right, to, 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 to create a, a relevant product here in the market. So we launched Pix as the main on-ramps, uh, also localization in terms of uh, customer support, 24 hours, seven days a week. So that's pretty much what we, we did. So that's, as you said, right, the bear market was something important and we, for us really to, to launch and continue to iterate our user experience and making sure that you have uh, the, the product well positioned and starting to bring more our brand presence and awareness uh, in this sort of moment where the market is starting really to ramp up again. So, and the main focus for us is and how we, we differentiate, and, and this is not only in Brazil, it's pretty much how we, we have done in all the markets that we prioritize. It's pretty much sure that we, we, we have a, a product experience that is ensured that the highest level of trust and security uh, within our app and also to be the easiest uh, app to use on here. So, so this is a, a pretty much how we have been uh, differentiating and building the business in Brazil and excited really to continue to build from that uh, throughout this year. Great, great. Now that's super helpful. Um, and we'd love to talk a bit more about, uh, I think we can dive into some of the more of the, the specifics of that, that, whole, that whole strategy there. And but we'd love to kind of talk a bit about your kind of the, the, the global like Coinbase, go broad, go deep expansion, international expansion campaign, right? Where uh, I think it came out maybe, uh, you know, July, August or so of last year. Uh, was basically this kind of plan that, hey, we're, this, these are the markets we're going to try to target. We're going to really prioritize. Uh, I kind of chuckled when I first looked at the map because it was basically like every country except the U.S. <laughs> it's like, okay, I think they're, they maybe tried to send a message here. Uh, but uh, maybe talk a bit about that and then talk a bit about how uh, Brazil and LATAM kind of fit into that whole campaign. No, amazing. Yeah, so um, as you said, right, we... We grew uh, and, and built a very strong business in the US where we become the, became the, the, the number one crypto exchange with this strong reputation of being the, the, the most trusted player uh, in the industry and with, in, in, a, in, in this sort of product in, uh, interface that I mentioned. But, but definitely from, from now on, the company made this intentional effort really to strengthen our presence internationally. So as part of that, we defined this uh, go deep and go broad strategy. Uh, go deep, meaning those markets that we consider uh, priority markets where we see uh, the largest uh, opportunity for, for crypto to be adopted as well, um, where we have a closer uh, engagement with regulators and a higher level of uh, product uh, customization for local needs. So that's where Brazil fits in as, as a go deep market, one of the 10 more or less go deep markets that we have. On the other hand, we have the go broad strategy. Those are markets that are also important for the company, uh, but let's call them a little bit more long tail markets where we, we, we create products that serve a different uh, group of markets and, um, and, 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 and continue to grow from there because we'll continue to see like a, how important it is really to, to have a strong presence and improve uh, the product experience in markets in, in emerging uh, company, uh, countries as well. So this is a little bit the, the broader strategy uh, that we have. Uh, Brazil uh, and Lat 
in particular fits uh, in this go deep uh, part of the strategy, given because of the, I mean, we, we right now have uh, as Coinbase, right? We have around 100 million users and this mission to increase economic freedom to more than 1 billion people globally. So that's a lot. And to deliver uh, on that mission, we need, we need to have a strong presence in markets like Brazil, right? A market where it has like more than 200 uh, million um, uh, people, a young population, average age around 32 years old, if I'm not uh, mistaken, uh, a, a population that is used use to embrace new technology, even more in financial service. Uh, Brazil as well, um, is, as you know, well, is constantly uh, ranked uh, among the top countries in crypto adoption. And we feel and we, and we see that happening here in the market uh, in, in, a, in a daily basis almost. And also, as you, as you, as you touched uh, in your intro there as well, the regulatory environment tends to be positive and, and, and helping to embrace uh, crypto as well. So, so in general, I think there's a definitely a dif different set of variables that make uh, this a, a critical market for our uh, long-term mission of achieving 1 billion uh, crypto users in the world. So that's how Brazil fits in. And uh, again, how we how, how we are tackling and this this amazing opportunity is uh, pretty much to bringing the same uh, experience that made us the number one player in the US in the UK with this sort of uh, a strong pillar of being the most trustworthy player and the easiest to use player in the industry as well. So so um, from from now on, I think that's where we're going to be focusing, uh, expanding a bit uh, to beyond Brazil. We are also. Uh, in this year, also uh, exploring other uh, opportunities uh, in, in, in the region. Nothing concrete to share, but definitely I think that in more on this go-broad approach, there's, there's areas of opportunity within Latin America that we are curious to investigate further uh, areas uh, and markets where we can also see that we expand uh, crypto utility as well beyond trading. So that's some of the, the hypotheses that we are excited to learn uh, further uh in the coming um year let's say no, that's great that's super interesting and, and it's super it, it's it's yeah it, it fits nicely into your mission right of like we're trying to reach you know a billion people with this new technology brazil's obviously this massive market that's like highly uh uh you know early adopters i guess with these new technologies you could say uh so definitely fits well within uh uh that 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 vision that 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 mission statement um so let's talk a bit more about your your current kind of go to market strategy. Um, you know, you guys have have like we said, you were kind of laying a bit low last year. Now really starting to ramp up. Now I've seen you kind of on the the media circuit quite a bit here these last uh, couple of weeks with some of the local trade press and trying to uh, just build more awareness about what Coinbase is doing here. And uh, would love to just talk a bit more about what what does your go to market strategy look like, and then what does your business line mix look like? Obviously, Coinbase is known primarily as a, as a you know a retail folks exchange, but also has a massive institutional side business. And most of these Bitcoin ETFs in the US are now custodying with Coinbase. Uh, do you see kind of a similar mix here in Brazil or is it kind of tilting more toward one side or the other? Or uh, maybe just give some color on those points. Awesome. So yeah, so we have uh, what you call like three major um, product lines, uh, one being retail, retail which the allowing uh, the end customer and user really to open an account with us and, and trading and having access to all the, the different solutions that we offer in our uh, main app. The, this, the other pillar is uh, on institution. Uh, so this is another pillar where we mostly have uh, 
relationship and offer crypto as a platform for larger uh, banks, fintechs, um, investment funds as well, really to making sure that they have the rails to offer to trade or, or even to offer crypto as a service for the, for the user base. The, a good example uh, out of that was pretty much the, um, the, the ETFs that were recently approved in the US and Coinbase was selected as the, the custody provider for eight out of the 11 ETFs approved. So that was one, one example of products um, of, of the, um, our in institutional team. And the other one is the, the third one is the developer sort of solutions that we have and base being sort of the most sort of um, uh, relevant product maybe that illustrates the, the, the scope that we have uh, with this, 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 this pillar. So here in Brazil, we definitely are focusing a lot on, on the retail uh, angle. Uh, this is the, the, the sort of the how Coinbase grew is our main sort of product offering and, and uh, is where we're dedicating more time uh, really to build like a larger business. We also have a very strong institutional presence and, and um, business relationship with important banks, fintechs uh, in the market. Some of them use Coinbase uh, custody, others use us as a, our, our Coinbase Prime solution as an interface to offer crypto products for their users as well. Um, but definitely, I think that the area of fo focus that you are dedicating more attention is around retail and how we, 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 we differentiate our go-to-market strategies, pretty much making sure that you are building the, the best product for the Brazilian users. We, we, we are big believers that the best product wins. Win. So definitely, we, we have initiatives right, to promote a little bit more awareness, engagement, but our main focus is making sure that our product is good enough and, and exciting enough for the users, making sure that they are referring Coinbase for their friends as well. So that's a little bit how we, we see that, that, that we should be driving growth um, throughout this, the coming um, year and hopefully uh, in, in, in the further in, in, in the, the next bull, bull run cycles as well. So um, making sure that we have the best product and, and, and that gain natural momentum. Uh, something that we notice in, in crypto as well, that whenever we see like the market picking up again, as, as we saw in, in, in 2020, 2021, this organic um, uh, attraction to the industry happens and having the best product things is the best way really for us to drive growth and become the, the preferred uh, platform of choice for, for Brazilians. Got it, got it. And uh, this was something I was thinking about a bit as I was preparing for this interview. Um, and, you know, like Coinbase obviously has a very strong brand reputation globally, right? I think everybody in the industry and, and, and like in the US has, and, and in Europe, but I, when I'm looking at Brazil, I'm like, I don't really know if it necessarily has the same kind of pull amongst the Brazilian population at the moment. I think well, and part of that's just because you guys are a bit newer here and you haven't really been doing a whole lot. Right? And if, if you've been to a football game here in the last two years, you've seen Mercado Bitcoin and Binance and Bitso and like all these guys are sponsoring football clubs and the names are on the jerseys and everything like that. So it might just be, uh, you know, just the, the marketing push just hasn't been there. Um, but the same, so, so I think like on one hand, you're, you're maybe kind of like behind some of your competitors in that sense. But on the other hand, Brazilians tend to, you know, just generally view like American things as, you know, like who's superior, or, like this is like better quality or whatever, or they, they tend to prefer these American brands. Right. Um, so I thought it was kind of interesting, like paradox here where it's like, okay, we may not know what this is, but it's, it's this, you know, really like high level American product that, uh, 
So anyway, so just wondering if you've if you've kind of wrestled with that, maybe that, or if you even agree with my assessment here, and if 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 so, or if not, like why are we not, or what, what your reaction might be to that. Well, I think I think your assessment is is correct. Also, in a way that we are new to market, right? So we just launched Coinbase um, less than a year ago. So we are now in March. We're going to be celebrating our first uh, anniversary here, being present uh, in the market. Some of those other um, players uh, also have have invested in those long, longer term uh, contracts uh, even before in, in different market conditions, right? So, um, but I think this is this is definitely something an area of opportunity for us to keep building our business in here. Uh, not saying that we're going to be doing the same strategy. Um, I think as a company, we we are very disciplined in terms of how we we invest uh, that in marketing initiatives. Uh, let's say so that definitely we're very conscious about also the the return that those investments have um, to build the business. But but in a way, I think that's that's a, that's an area that are going to be continue to define new new approaches, making sure that we are getting closer to to the to the to the to the users uh, that we are targeting more. So the, the one something that we learn about it is that among the crypto community, those that are more involved with crypto. That normally, normally they are they're also let's say they are more used to trade. Uh, those are this is a, a user profile that is pretty much absorbing content uh, from from Brazil, but also from from uh, international sources, right? And and because of that, our brand uh, awareness and and, and preference uh, tends to be uh, way stronger with that sort of profile. Uh, so that's definitely something that is a is an advantage that we have. But with the mainstream population, definitely with 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 time and with the work that you're doing, uh, we're going to be focusing more and more to to build brand awareness, presence, and become the the platform of choice for 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 the mainstream Brazilians as well. Got it, got it. And then um, my, my thesis, kind of going into this year, is that there seems to be an inter- a very interesting um, opportunity to cap to have recapture the retail uh, clientele base in Brazil uh, this year because you. Know, I think a couple of years ago, you had a lot of exchanges and service providers piling in, really trying to capture the retail base. And then we had you know a pretty brutal two-year downturn there. And a lot of these guys had to kind of downsize and shift to more like B2B operations and things like that, We're focusing more on institutional. Uh, and now it seems like there's an opportunity for for to recapture some of the retail audience again. So you have you know folks like your new bank, and you know, I just did an interview with with Itaú. They've gotten it. But a lot of this stuff is very um we'll put it like very top of the funnel, right? Like these are the, you know, just click your button, buy your Bitcoin and just hold it kind of thing. Like these guys aren't going to be probably trading or doing anything that's advanced in any way. It's just buy Bitcoin and keep it safe, basically. Um, So how do you see uh, that, you know, the opportunity to recapture retail if if we do go into a a bull market here in the next, uh, I mean, which we hopefully do in the next, uh, you know, six to 12 months here. But how how do you see that retail opportunity right now shaping up? I definitely see that the um, the traditional um, fin- banks and fintechs uh, offering crypto that's a positive sign for the industry. Uh, I think one analogy let's we, we can put is the impact that we expect that the ETFs will have in the US also increasing awareness and adoption of crypto for the industry. Obviously, not in the same scale, but in, I think that the, the positive sign that I see. Uh, as uh, local banks offering crypto, is that definitely increase the level of awareness, curiosity um, for, for about the industry, right? So I think that's a, a great way for people to start understanding more about what is Bitcoin, what's crypto, what is Ethereum, and uh, maybe what we believe is that the the natural next step 
for for those users that are more interested. Obviously, that is not the case for every user, but at least those that are more uh, curious about crypto and tech savvy. Okay, what else can I do about that that, that technology? And then I think where uh, our our core strengths play in being having a, a broader um, uh, uh, portfolio of assets, uh, better products such as uh, staking, um, stable coins, also an ability for users to to learn uh, within our main app. We have products such as the, our learning rewards, which is something that really reward users for, for learning more about crypto. So that's a little bit more when we see that you have the potential really to, to become like the, the crypto partner of those users that are more interested in, in advancing further into that journey, so I see that that's that angle of with uh, with the, um, the local banks and, and the native crypto players as ourselves. That's that they complement each other, and definitely that's the plays like a, a favorable force uh, for the industry in Brazil. And as you said, right for the retail angle, uh, I'm excited about the year ahead for 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 Brazil for the market in general. Um, not only this year, maybe hopefully also this will even strengthen in 2025. But to, whenever we we starting to see the the, the market uh, returning to more like a constant uh, growth rates, I think that creates natural uh, uh, interest of users to to, to join uh, to join the industry as you saw in the past. So that's a, where we are. We believe that we are well positioned, willing to 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 help to help more users to start their crypto journey in this new uh, moment of the of the market and then talk a bit about um just how how we're kind of you know like the value of each customer in in the brazilian market i think given i think one of the issues I, I've, I've kind of i think other exchanges have had when they've been looking at coming into brazil is okay brazil's a big market in terms of population and numbers and potential retail clients but maybe the the you know the 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 dollar value of those individual clients these retail customers may not be very high like these people may not be investing like five hundred dollars into Bitcoin every week they might invest you know five hundred AIs so like hundred dollars right so it's so you it, you know I think some folks other folks have had this idea of like well maybe it's more lucrative to try to go into you know like UAE or 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 in Europe or where where they're maybe the the, the per capita income is a little bit higher and there's more disposable income. And the value that you can get out of each client is maybe going to be a, a, a bit higher than you might get in a place like Brazil, especially because in Brazil, you can't offer uh, derivatives, right? Which is obviously a pretty big uh, part of a lot of exchanges, uh, business models, right? So, I mean, maybe, um, so I guess kind of tying this back, maybe even your, your initial point about how the mission of Coinbase is to reach like the 1 billion users, right? Uh, but, you know, if, if the mission is financial inclusion, um, if we want to call it that, that's kind of, you know, there's a re the reason these people aren't included in the financial system is generally because they don't have enough resources to like, you know, to money to like get a bank account. So like, how do you kind of balance those two objectives of like running like a profitable operation with, with, with reaching these people that that need to be reached with this technology? I think that's a great question, and that, and as you said, it's something that we need to be constantly balanced. I think some companies will only focus, like say, on those revenue generating markets. In our case, given our mission, we need obviously to to serve well. Uh, those markets and that sort of profile of, of users that are important uh, for the industry. But also we need to, to keep evolving solutions uh, that will help us really to impact uh, the life of, of millions and, and at the end, more than 1 billion people. For that, we need to be, to be also having uh, intentional uh, initiatives in markets that can drive this monthly 
trading or transacting users um, that tends to be lo lower value but high impact in those users' lives. So that's a little bit how we we we, we work on that. Our our go deep and go broad strategy in a way tackle that right. So go deep markets tend really to be most of them markets that are more um, high revenue and high ARPU, let's say, uh, markets. Um, and go broad, okay, how we can serve um, millions of users, lower touch, but impacting positive people's lives and increasing crypto utility. I think crypto utility is a big team also on how we're going to be also uh, developing the next stage uh, of the industry and in an area that we consider very important as well. So that, not much to share, but that's that's a big team for us moving moving uh, into this year. Uh, how we, we should be advancing further trading. Uh, we all have different set of products, right? So already, already we, we train to, to frame our strategy to be like a, a three-pronged strategy. First one, we start with trading. Uh, second one, uh, how we can start offering uh, superior uh, financial service um, powered by crypto, like staking, uh, borrowing solutions, and, and, and others uh, alternatives out there as well. And the third one is pretty much how we, we create this infrastructure that allowed millions of people to connect with the Web3 world, right? Uh, so that's, I think that's the, the, the direction that, that, that we're heading and the stages that we'd like to, to, to build. And together with that, I think increasing utility for crypto, maybe through payments or maybe to other sorts of solutions, is something that is very important to us and in, in how we're trying to, 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 to balance, right, uh, this, this sort of... Uh, to to uh, areas of trade-offs that you we well pointed. Great, great. Um, I would like to touch a bit on the on how you've been approaching the kind of the regulatory environment here in Brazil. Um, obviously, Coinbase has has you know I think it's one of the the kind of the the signature. Uh, I know I, what's the right word here. Um, signature sort of approaches of Coinbase is to be very regulatory, kind of engage on these fronts, right? Whether it's in the U.S., which maybe it results are maybe a little mixed on that front, but like at least they're you know, making a good faith effort, right? And maybe it hasn't been reciprocated, but, um, and uh, it's, it's a different approach to what, to the approach that other exchanges globally have been taking when they, when they, when they go into new markets and things like that. So wanted to get your, just a, a download from you on um, what your, you know, like communication, what your approach has been uh, in in the regulatory setting here in Brazil, I, I saw you submitted some comments in the recent uh, public consultation from the central bank, and uh, you weighed in on kind of the asset segregation question, which is sort of this this burning question at the moment. Um, and you've also been you know talking to uh, you know the folks at the central bank, and so you've had some meetings with with uh, Campus Netu over the last couple of years as well. Um, so just maybe give us a download on um, you know your approach to uh, the regulatory environment here in Brazil. Great. I think this is something um, that we're super excited about. So the, the the approach from the Brazil Central Bank towards regulation, it's something that we applaud and when we see we, that's pretty much uh, creating a level of discussions that could be like inspiring for other for other countries. I think that the, what we see here is a regulator like the Central Bank and the CVM that is open willing to, to debate, right? Different from... from uh, from regulators, like say in the US, was pretty much they are uh, they trying to regulate by enforcement. Here in Brazil, regulators are open really to create this this open debate. A great example, in my view, uh, of that is pretty much the um, the public consultation that a process that just ended uh, last week, 
where the central bank uh, shared what are the, the 38 questions uh, and topics they would like to learn more from the market. So I think that shows like a, the, the, the posture of someone that is willing to, to learn from others uh, to, to, and to digest that to create its own view, right? Uh, and that's really, we, we think that it's a very positive um, approach that helps the industry really to grow, having the perspective of all, all the different players. So in general, we are very excited about that and, and seeing that the central bank has different waves of innovation here in the market, right? So we have PIX as a great milestone, as you know, then we have the open banking, then we have now the discussions around Drax. Drax even more interesting, right, with the leveraging blockchain as the, as the technology to bring more efficiency and uh, superior products and maybe innovation to the financial uh, system here in Brazil. So, so we, we are very excited about, about uh, that approach. And um, in particular, now going to the public consultation part, which is what you also uh, asked, uh, I was positive surprised. I, I was having uh, a read in some of the, the players' uh, submission and to see that uh, although this is a very sort of debatable team uh, that we hear everyone kind of okay this is the b team but overall uh, most of the the assessment from the from the players were somehow aligning right so everyone kind of aligning that we need to have asset segregation this is very important to protect users but this needs to be done in a way that is also preserve um, the benefits of the technology right so having um, clients and firm assets segregated uh, assets being held in a one-to-one -one basis um, I think those are some of the, the, the key teams that's, that we, we noticed that, that were common, right, for, for every sort of player. Um, we, in, 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 we, we believe also that there are some that's important for the assets to be uh, custody not in, in one specific country. I think that's part of what, what's something that is critical for the technology is that distribution of custody needs to be spread across different jurisdictions. It's important to maintain the level of safety and not having like a one single point of failure in terms of user and custody protection. And so this is something that is quite uh, important to us as well. But in general, I think very well aligned um, with, with the overall sort of approach from, from, the, from the industry here in making sure that we, we have like a, an omnibus um, user account, but having like a, uh, internal ledgers to map the individual balance of, of each users and having constant auditing as well. Um, making sure that the central bank has these rights, right, to be to be auditing whenever they they, they see the need, uh, and and making sure that the the, ass, the VASPs don't own the assets. The, the assets all the times should be continue to belong uh, to the user, and even in the in the in the case of a, an exchange insolvency, this should be easily trackable and returned to to the user. So that's the main teams that are more top of mind to us. And um, I was pleased to see that there is not much misalignment um, within the industry on, the, on those topics. Yeah, it does seem that that there's there's nobody who's saying that this is a bad idea. It just seems like the question is really more of what's the best way to implement this in a way that, uh, like you said, like that doesn't negate the benefits of the the, the technology. Uh, otherwise, it's like you know why are we even here if we're going to just sort of recreate the existing financial uh, system in some capacity? So I, th I think it's a valid debate. Um, you know, I, I guess I don't. It's something I've been I've been tracking fairly closely. I just I I, I guess I'm I'm not maybe it's above my pay grade to like <laughs> opine what the the best solution is, but it's definitely one that's been interesting, and it's it's definitely it's it's encouraging to see the market kind of coalescing around like, hey, this is something that we need, but like let's just figure out the best way to to, to implement it. Um, 
And I mean, there has been, uh, you know, in the past, there's been there's been this tension kind of between the like the locally based exchanges and some of the foreign exchanges and the local guys accuse the foreign guys of coming in and, you know, not operating, you know, properly by the rules and obtaining competitive advantage that way. And there's and, and, and some of the, the you know, the this new crypto crypto law and then the regulation that's coming is designed to, uh, you know, maybe address some of those concerns. Um, but how are you guys kind of approaching that? I mean, you're you're obviously a, a global company, but you 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 try to act. You're trying to presumably trying to act in good faith, like in all the markets that you're operating in, and be, you know, operating as regulated entities and so forth. Kind of how are you guys uh, sitting that in that middle ground? Maybe I think and, and just something that is important to call out is that Coinbase is we already have the uh, subsidiary which is Coinbase Brazil, right? So okay. our customers are paper and connected to Coinbase Brazil. Um, and uh, we already, and also some, we already have the the uh, submit monthly the IN eighteen eighty eight reporting. So that's to 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 because global exchange can have different sort of uh, also approach, right? So our approach is to have like a local company here. We have our employee base here in Brazil. We have more more or less around thirty five employees at this point here in Brazil, and uh, also complying with the all the the necessary. Uh, current uh, requirements, right, for a, for a Brazil player really to be operating here. Obviously, that that sort of uh, uh, those requirements will, will evolve under this new regulation, and we are we are here really to 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 adapt to the to the authorization model that the, the central bank really decides that the industry should be uh, looking for. So so yeah, so that's a little bit how, how we, are, we are seeing that, and uh, mostly we see the benefit, right? So we have this. This benefit of being like this, a company that have a, a we are developing this strong root here in Brazil, um, getting closer to the the debate of the regulations uh, as regulators as we have, um, having a team in Brazil dedicated really to get closer to the needs of the the, the, the Brazilian users. Uh, we, we we even something that is different even from the previous companies, tech, global tech companies that I was part. It ha- we have a product and engineering team based in Brazil. And hmm. developing sort of um, product improvement to tackle the needs of the Brazilian user. This is something different, right? So most global companies they have okay, like a, a global uh, product and tech team developing solutions to serve markets. In, let's say in a standard way, where we our level of commitment is one uh, um, step further, right? To make sure that you have a global product, but also have a one layer of local customization with technology. Uh, for the user, so that's we believe that the level of uh, of commitment that that we're putting here in the market, and um, but yeah, but but that's a little bit how we are we are uh, operating. On, so the the two benefits is that local presence and this sort of global uh, product and standards that we raise and ability really to learn, right? So what what is working in US or in UK or on other markets, and how we can bring that sort of products really to improve the experience of users. Uh, here in Brazil, so I feel that's a very sort of compelling um, mix of, of of capabilities that will allow us really to, to to serve the Brazilian users the best way. And then, so operationally, then if you're if if you're a local Brazilian, you know, you have a subsidiary company operating in Brazil, but the but the the user uh, of of the platform. Are they, I mean, do they still have access to the full kind of global like order book and liquidity and like the full like uh, suite of products and tools uh, that like say, you know, somebody in the US might have or somebody in uh, a user in Europe might have or or is there, because I know this, this kind of ties maybe a bit into the asset segregation question where, 
Like, are we, do we have to basically segregate out order books by country if we're really truly kind of segregating everything? Uh, but is it, is it the case that if I'm, if I'm using Coinbase, you know, the product in Brazil, I still have basically access to the full kind of liquidity and like the whole, you know, the massive engine that's like running behind, that's running, you know, behind the scenes of uh, behind the Coinbase uh, stack. Well, I think uh, we, we have the, our, our uh, the, the crypto trade is continues to have in our global order books. We believe, believe that this is essential really to provide the best um, um, price, the best product for the users. Right? So having this global order book reduces the spread and, 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 and improve the returns for the user. So we continue to see that this is how it should be done. In terms of custody, right, this is a, a, another sort of parallel team that we believe that custody needs to be held like, uh, as I said, right, in, a, in a decentralized sort of uh, matter. Um, we have like uh, an infrastructure that requires um, this sort of uh, coordination among different geographies for custody um, with, with to really to avoid, right, that the bad actors can have a single point of failure in one market. Let's say if you have all the custody centralized in one country. So that's one of the benefits of crypto. I right? have the decentralized um, system to protect and increase the level of, of, of security um, regarding regarding custody in general. And on top of that, also, as you know, we have the, the this, this uh, how normally we uh, exchange does uh, uh, do custody is around having like a, a, a big part of the, the custody in cold wallets um, and uh, some part of, of the of the custody in hot wallets really to making sure that the transa transaction runs more efficiently and seamless as well. And also that part um, is mostly on, the, on, the, on this, this cold part needs to be also decentralized, but easily trackable in a way that that the, the Central Bank of Brazil can come to us and identify easily that we have like our internal ledger to, to, to track what are the funds of the Brazilian users. And this would be, I mean, that's an important piece of the regulation that I'm sure that the Central Bank will detail further. So not to get too into the weeds here, but just a little question on the on the custody front and on the if, if we're talking about like have you know custodying assets in a decentralized manner, like what is uh, across ge geographies, like what is in practice does that look like? Is that like okay, maybe we're we're hosting you know some assets and we're custodying some assets in Brazil and some in San Francisco and some wherever else, or is it more of uh, you know we have we have like a multi sig uh, like a uh, uh, you know, cold storage facility and like, you know, the keys are decentralized across different locations or, or like, how does that, you know, if, if we're talking about like decentralized and custody across geographies, like what does that look like uh, in practice? Yeah, I think that that's correct. I think in, in, in general, what you have is going to be like different sites throughout the world uh, where this cold storage uh, will be happening with, with the specific systems really to, to, to protect uh, the level of, of security. I don't want to, I, I, maybe I don't want to get too much into the details there, uh, also because this is, can, can become very super, super technical, but, but this is how most of the global exchange would work and how we believe that that's the right uh, approach. Uh, again, the geographic separation of women capital and security infrastructure, uh, in our understanding, eliminates the ability really to compromise the safeguarding uh, of assets through a single point of failures and minimize really the, the potential damage of an isolated security branch uh, in a single country, let's say. So that's a little bit how we, how we, we envision that. And this is something that is very important uh, for, to be, to, to, for the overall security of the, of the system. Great, great. Thank you for that. Um, and just touching on the, the local team that you've built up, uh, you, you 
sort of front ran this question uh, earlier, but I would love to just know, like, what does the team look like that you've built up? Um, like who, you know, what, what type of roles do you have filled here? Um, what are, what are, what are, what are your needs at the moment? If, if there's, maybe there's talent listening to this, that that's interested in helping out somehow, if you, if you guys have uh, roles that are, 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 you know, needs to needs to be filled. Uh, but what's kind of the status of your, your team at the moment? No, amazing. So we have um, mostly uh, have a strong team of, uh, as I said, engineers. It's a big part. Um, product folks. We have a marketing team. Uh, a set of people that is more working on the, let's say, on the um, uh, regulatory uh, environment, such as compliance, legal. That's something that is important, even more in this stage that we are, and will continue to to become more and more important with the new regulation. Um, and also some more, let's say, operational uh, team members to be helping drive initiatives to, in terms of customer, improve customer support, improve um, uh, and, and lead strategic projects. We have uh, at the moment, we, are, we, we have uh, opportunities open. So excited really for, for folks listening really to apply. Uh, we have roles in data science, which is something that an area that we're looking to strengthen uh, the team. And also we have like a market expansion role um, that is open right now. And we're starting to, to look for, for some individuals to keep strengthening our team. And I'm sure with the growth of the business and even more of the clarity that we will have under the new regulatory regime, we expect that the team is going to be continuing to, to, to grow further uh, throughout this year and, and, and next year as well. Great, great. And then you know, kind of looking forward, uh, you know, like six, 12 months or so, um, how, I mean, how are you kind of measuring your success in this, the rollout of Coinbase in Brazil? Like how, you know, if we if we can have this conversation again in 12 months, like what would you want to see to be like, wow, like we really crushed it in 2024. I mean, obviously a lot of this is dependent on the market and prices and whatnot. Right. But, but just in terms of, uh, you know, what are your kind of like your, your, how are you measuring your success over the next 12 months here? I think something that you, you touched is very important, right? So, um, we have like uh, we in this last year we built already like a significant let's say um, what you call monthly um, transacting user base so users that every month come to our app really to to do some sort of transaction and to connect with our mission of the achieving uh, one billion um, users globally uh, growing and building like a very significant user base here in Brazil. It's something that we call like a North Star metric for us. So this is one. The second one, obviously, that we are here in the market really to become uh, a key player. So making sure that we're advancing and to becoming like uh, getting closer to become the, the number one exchange for Brazilians, native crypto exchange for Brazilians. Is that something that is top of mind to us? Uh, and you're going to be continuing to build our business to reach that also North Star metric. That would be considered definitely uh, a big, big milestone for us here in Brazil. Got it, got it. And then, I mean, do you have any? Uh, just kind of on the marketing front, uh, do you have any big initiatives planned, like any, you know, sponsoring football tournaments or any of this kind of stuff that some of your these other guys have been doing? Or are you guys taking maybe a bit more of a, um, I guess we call it like organic approach, uh, and, and, and trying to just kind of build, you know, build from the ground up essentially, or, or you know. Anything we should be looking out for, essentially, is, is maybe the, the crux think, of the question. Yeah. Right now, we're definitely um, playing not only organic. Definitely organic is a big thing. I think, again, going back to, to how we approach ensuring that we have the best product and then making uh, with with that, uh, expecting that people are going to be talking more and more about it, 
sharing how impressed they are with our experience and satisfied they are. So that's one. But on top of that, uh, not football games. That's not something that we are. There is a top of mind area for us right now. But definitely getting closer to community, right? So uh, as you know, communities are a very strong drive of uh, curiosity and people that are more more into into the business. So making sure that we are speaking more, we, we have. Uh, we're expecting really to, to one of our products, which is base, um, to, to making sure that we have a specific debate with, with the developer community here uh, and, and new projects being developed on top of base that will also be something important to us um, and, and making sure that, that we, we have uh, people talking good things about the experience that they have about us and testing more specific uh, performance oriented investments that are our initial set of initiatives that we have in mind. Let's say let's see how the the, the market changes and and uh, we might also adapt our strategy. But this is pretty much how we are envisioning uh, this. Let's say this first um, batch of initiatives that are part of our go to market uh, that we're deploying right now in Brazil. Yeah, and I would I would have to think that having uh, the base uh, layer two um, in your in kind of in your back pocket, so to speak, is sort of a kind of like a superpower in 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 a, in a go to market context like this because your your ask of people is like it's not just hey come trade on my exchange, but it's hey like come build a ecosystem, like come deploy your DAP, come test out your idea, come uh, you know it's it, you're you're asking you have more things you can ask of folks. There's more touch points for folks to get involved. And uh, more, you know, maybe folks aren't interested in trading, but they're interested in building, right? So you have something you can still offer them. So, uh, so that's super interesting, um, and uh, probably a whole other conversation in reality, which uh, we won't go into that too much more. But um, would love to um, maybe, you know, tie this wrap this conversation up with some thoughts on, um, you know, you're also you've also been kind of overseeing the, the the operation in Canada, and you guys launched there maybe you know what maybe six months ago, kind of officially launched in Canada. And, um, you know, just, I guess I'm not really sure how much, how many similarities there are between Canada and Brazil, but, uh, would love to just get your thoughts on like, you know, lessons learned or like, what's, you know, any kind of lessons you've been able to learn there that you can implement here. Um, and, uh, but would love your, your thoughts on that. I think definitely it's something that is important. Canada has been doing great. Uh, there's, uh, one of the benefits that we have in that market also in terms of brand awareness, right? It's, it's a market that is so close to the US that the general familiarity uh, with the Coinbase brand uh, is something that we are we starting already in a, in a great position there. Uh, we have like a very loyal user base, and uh, but one big team that's not different, but is was um, sort of reinforces what we did in Brazil is that once we we launch it uh, uh, a very efficient local fiat on ramps. In that case, was the interact um, payment method there, which is not similar to Pix, but is, is also um, so, some uh, kind of an instantaneous payment method. We started to see the, the market uh, uh, trending to the right direction and growing uh, very consistently as well. So, we're very happy uh, with that. It's also a market with a very strong uh, developer community, which is something that we're seeing. We 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 are participating there in events, getting closer to the community. Uh, base is also getting more and more traction there. But that's one area of uh, that we, we already tested in Canada, um, participating in some events and also having our base team really getting closer to the developer community. And we see that also being like a, 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 an important and beneficial force for the business. So so that's that's one area. And, and on the other hand, also we're seeing 
that Brazil, the, the advances that you're having in the in-store front also have been beneficial and for learnings that you have in Canada. So the good thing about having those 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 uh, different markets in, in the, with, with the same team is that you have this ability, right, to exchange knowledge and see what's working on the market and, and, and replicate to the other and have some sort of a, a positive cross-pollination here, which is uh, has been beneficial for, for, the, for the region in general. So there's another question I'd like to ask, uh, just given your background with bringing Uber to Brazil and then now with Coinbase. And uh, obviously Uber uh, has been like pretty successful here. I think Sao Paulo has more Uber drivers than any other city in the world, from what I understand. Uh, and it's really been a pretty transformational product here in Brazil. And we've seen to a large extent, like crypto companies trying to replicate Uber's go-to-market strategy in a lot of different ways uh, in new markets. Um, kind of this, you know, maybe kind of like, you know, shoot first, ask questions later, or uh, maybe we're going to, you know, we'll ask for, for, you know, forgiveness instead of permission, I guess, if you want to maybe use that, that kind of uh, approach, I suppose, and feel free to disagree with me if you, you know, if that's not, not accurate, but, but you do see crypto companies employing a lot of people like who used to work at Uber or Airbnb, like people such as yourself to help them go to market in some of these different countries. And on one hand, I see the the obvious similarities and the overlap, right? Like we, this, these are fundamentally disruptive technologies and new products. But on the other hand, they these are like fundamentally different industries with fundamentally different, um, how do I say it? Uh, just like kind of regulatory structures, but then also even um, you know consumer habits and these types of things. So with with Uber, uh, I feel like you know before Uber came along, like everybody kind of hated the taxi industry, anyways. <laughs> People like really wanted a uh, uh, an improved product, right? And there wasn't a whole lot of sympathy toward, you know, taxi cab unions or the incumbents who might be, um, you know, opposed to Uber coming into a market where with crypto, you have, you know, you're like, you have kind of the entire financial system that is basically the incumbent that you have to, you know, wrestle with essentially. Um, so anyway, I would love your reaction to that. And, 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 um, and I would just love it, you know, for you to reflect a bit on your experience. Now that you've been with Coinbase for two years. Uh, and you've kind of been through the whole cycle here, uh, but would love to get your your thoughts on like that. Does that analogy like hold up? Is is you know is Uber kind of is Uber is is Uber just kind of like the prelude to crypto as far as like disruptive technologies go in this sense? Uh, I think it's a very interesting questions, and I definitely see some similarities, right? So at Uber, um, I was there during the early days when you launched it here in Brazil, and I saw closely the technology changing rapidly how people live in cities here in Brazil, and also uh, how technology can be a force uh, contributing to create new earning opportunities, right? In terms of, uh, we have, we used to have like uh, thousands of uh, uh, drivers uh, in, in Brazil and, and, and millions globally as well. Uh, in crypto, uh, we also, as you pointed, right? So we have a technology that have this this potential uh, to really to update the financial system, to improve user experience in, in general, and as important really to increase uh, more and uh, economic freedom in many countries. In some cases, countries that don't have like good access to to financial service and to superior sort of uh, products that can provide financial inclusion. So I see some similarities in the role that technology can have in, in having tangible improvements uh, to people's life uh, but there are some differences as well uh, in a way that uh, updating the financial system which is pretty much our goal here at coinbase is uh something much more complex and, and you pointed right so the the 
the infrastructure that already exists with financial service uh, requires like many layers of innovations. I think many waves of, of market iteration as well uh, for us to, to land there while at Uber was pretty much, okay, great product, strong market fit. So let's go and, 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 and making sure that the, the people try and adopt the technology that are so uh, easy and good to use. So the difference is that, okay, I think that our, our industry requires this sort of long-term also commitment to be working day in, day out, uh, looking at seeing, looking opportunities to improve uh, uh, experience, to partner also. It's a complex uh, also industry in a way that we need to be um, partnering with the tra traditional players also to, to work together in, in this journey. They also want to be looking for opportunities really to, to iterate uh, their products. And uh, and very interesting to say that you have uh, something that I really like about that those industries that that have the, this ability to to disrupt or to at least to create innovation and bring interesting regulatory conversations is that there is this space right in which we can have this role of um, bringing uh, what we learn uh, to those discussions and help in a way educate also regulators in in certain certain areas also learn from from regulators in another areas as well. So that process, I think, is super, super pleasant and interesting that I also experienced during the time at Uber. Um, and, and, and here in, 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 in Coinbase, we are we also quite involved in that process and, and contributing. So I think that's a, there's some analogies, some differences. And, uh, but for, for crypto, as, as you know, uh, it feels like very earliest days in terms of the mobile app store. And um, there's plenty of infrastructures for us to continue to progress and expect a lot of investments in experimentation moving forward for us really to, to land and deliver this full mission, which is so exciting for us to, 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 to reach in, in, in a few years. Yeah. And what I, what I like about the, the overlap and the analogy is that uh, like what Uber and, and companies like Airbnb did, like these are just products that just fundamentally like revolutionize the way that we think about transportation or that the way we think about hospitality, where for, you know, as far as long as I've ever been around and probably well before me, uh, like taxis were just, you know, it was just, there's no innovation in like the taxi industry. Like I remember, you know, living in Washington DC in 2013 and like the taxi drivers didn't even take credit cards. You know, it's like I had to, you know, I think you had to, if you didn't have cash, like you couldn't take a taxi, right? It was just, there's just no innovation. Right. And Uber just like really allowed us to like just reimagine like what does transportation even mean? Especially if you're in a foreign country, you can show up, you don't know, know the language taking a taxi with like, with like some, like it's almost a guarantee you're going to get like ripped off. Right. If you're taking a taxi, like, you know, whatever. So, and I, and I think with crypto, it's kind of the same idea where it's really forcing people to like reimagine, like what does money and like financial services look like? And it is kind of like a financial education, uh, almost uh, hack in a way, because everybody kind of becomes like, like, Oh, this is how it actually works. Like, this is how, you know, we're kind of re these aren't things I learned in school, but this is how these things actually work. And it's forcing you to rethink like, okay, how does, um, you know, how does like an ownership based monetary system versus like a debt based monetary system potentially work, whatever. So anyway, I, I really like that. I think the similarities there are really interesting and it's, it's, it's quite interesting to hear kind of your perspective on been, having been on both sides of the fence now. So thank you for that. Well, Fabio, really appreciate your time today. Uh, great to have you on the show. Best of luck with your 2024 and your and your launch and your plans. Uh, I'll give you the last word if you have any final thoughts you'd like to share, and then also, um, you know, how can folks get in touch with you if they if they want to learn more or or connect? I think just so to thank you for the opportunity. We're very excited about 2024. 
um, as you are uh, speaking at a certain moment, I think we're definitely in a, a way better shape from where we started in 2023. Uh, in, in now for Coinbase here in Brazil, we had an, a product that is uh, working great. We have more and more traction of users testing and sticking to us. And we see in overall the market situation to be hopefully to be continued to, to progress in the right direction for more and more people really to start their journey or to choose Coinbase as, as, as their main partner in this journey. So, yeah, so please reach out to me uh, via LinkedIn. And I think that's where I mostly engage and uh, excited really to, to continue to have future conversations with you Aaron, and, and your, your audience there. Amazing. Thanks again, Fabio. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. And we will see you all next time.